we can figure out a wedge system. Figure out a wedgie. Oh. oh. He's so mad, dude. Welcome to Father Figure Podcast. Brought to you by fatherfigure.bro, where you can go to show that you're a father figure in the know. You know, I was thinking about this. The FF logo is... Um, without it saying father figure is kind of cool and people could just wear those things and then and then what you'd be showing other ff loyal um what you'd be showing your other loyal ff nation followers is that you support the iwk as well without even having to say i support the iwk so if like if supporting the iwk is something that you think is like Device, divisive and evil, then um, you don't. You could hide it. You could hide it with the FF, and then it'd be like a closet thing. Like, like if you want to help, but you, you don't want people to really know. Yeah, if you want to help, but you want like you want to be a subtle walk. All your friends board? are like, all your friends are like, man, screw the IWK, screw them. That's so many <laughs> friends are. Yeah. Yeah. And you just want you want to keep running with those crew. You just secretly you just wear your FF branded gear. Right, your hats, your socks, your mittens. Yeah. Right. Your Bernie Sanders mittens with the FF logo. I can make those. <laughs> <laughs> those will sell, won't they? Oh man. Um. He yeah. Right now. Um. Except for the presidency. But anyway. Um. Except for the nomination. Right. Can't sell that one. Yeah. Poor guy. Like they keep screwing him over. He's not going to make the next one, I don't think. Keep screwing him over. How did they screw him over? Because they don't elect him. They choose really horrible candidates instead of him. That's like saying we just screwed over the former president. Yeah, screwed him right over. Do you feel like we did? Anyway, on the the podcast today. He's called losing. We have, uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, change of pace. Change of pace on the (laughs) bigger podcast for this morning. We have uh, a man by the name of Neil Steven. Neil, you may recognize him as the performative artist and inspirational speaker from the recent Tuck Talk, Trinity United Church, New Glasgow. He did a job. A lot of this podcast will be uh, centered around what type of job he did. Was it good? Was it bad? Was it hopeful? Was it fearful? Was it real? Was it rooted in a shared reality? I don't know. Let's get into it. Neil Steven, welcome. Podcast. <laughs> Thanks, George. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that I got up and get in the car to do this at six in the morning. <laughs> get my get my report card. Well, let's let's t- hear it. I'll tell you what happened. Okay, I got up at five like I do because I have to get up a full half hour earlier than you for these things. Because so you insist on being the driver and uh, can't let go. I just of don't control. think it would work with you as the driver. <laughs> you backpedal pretty quick there in your tone. What do you mean? I just told you. Yeah. I'm going to like the high inflection. Like, that means I totally think what I'm about to say is 100% accurate. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I I appreciate you getting up early. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks thanks for having me on the boot on the podcast. Very very much appreciated. I know you were just about to say uh, boot camp. Oh, yeah, it's true. But I'm gonna just assume that you're about to say. Hi, can I get a medium two cream and a large tea with milk? Medium two cream and a large tea with milk. Yep. Sure, and that's everything. That's it. Four twenty-five. Drive through. Thank you. You said uh, we're about to say boot camp, but I'm gonna assume you were about to say bootcast. The bootcast. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's like a, you could do like a bootcast. What would that be? I was gonna say that's like a combined thing because I do a podcast and you do a bootcamp. Um, you don't really do a boot camp, by the way. Like, you're not like get down. You're not like forty push-ups. Or do you? I do. Just the, nobody listens to you. I do the <laughs> professional equivalent. Do you? Yeah. Get control of your Google My Business. <laughs> Click on it now. Well, verify. Verify. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. What would be the reps like? What would be the branding reps that you'd have to and do? Post and, and post <laughs> and post and edit. Yeah. Yeah. And review. Comment, like, and share. Oh, yeah. Comment, like, and share. Uh, no, uh, it's not a boot camp. It, it certainly was um, the first uh, few months of the pandemic. Mm. Uh, that actually was very real. Because that was like, I lost 90% of my clients yesterday. What do I do now? Yeah, and, and it was just a lot of get dressed. Yeah, you know, literally real basic stuff, you know. Uh, came to the community. I didn't really realize it. I was just kind of doing it. Well, you know what's interesting about that is you like when someone has like a like someone loses their job or like someone dies or something like they reach out to the people closest to them and then that's exactly what they give them the simple advice, right? Yeah. Uh, here's something to eat. Like when someone dies, like people like, here's something to eat. Eat something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did you drink water today? Those are the most basic things. They make sure they're comfortable. Try to make sure they're physically comfortable. And then it's like, okay, a couple days, you know, you got to mourn. But if a couple weeks go by, it's like, we got to get going. We got to get moving here. Just to put one foot in front of the other. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's what you did? That's what the boot camp was in the beginning? It was. Like a trauma response? Yeah, it was just like several, you know, well, we just, <laughs> we were with a lot of businesses. Hmm. You know, so in our business group area with clients, a large percentage of them were going into like shock. Right. And um, it was just how many of these can we help not be in shock? Mm-hmm. You make really, really bad choices in a place like that. Right. And, uh, you know, these choices you got to live with. So. Do you know what's a good show for this? Type an analogy for that? What? Um, we started watch- I started watching it last night with Katie blown away it's the glass blowing one on netflix have you watched it i have not it's like a reality show so it's like dun, 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 like you'll be oh, eliminated yeah. but on top of that there's a lot of cool glass work that they do hey i have a tim card oh. things must be good at father figured out pro it's geo just sprung for okay my card declined Non-sufficient funds. Your Tim Hortons character client. Yeah. Non-sufficient Tim's funds. Thank you. Go to Robbins. Thank you. That's what comes up on the screen. Try Robbins. <laughs> Try Robbins. Yeah. Uh, Robbins only exists in backwards city gas stations. Although, I heard that they're using a fresh cracked egg now at Tim Hortons. For their coffee. 
fresh cracked egg. Yeah, even if you didn't want one, like they just. In uh, let's coffee. figure this out while we have in, a moment In the here. coffee. Let's figure out a wedge situation for this. Yeah. Yeah, listeners particularly going to enjoy this next rustling and bustling. First of all, I can't even. There, it fits. Ah, oh, there's a guy. There's a guy behind us. Okay, we gotta go across the street and figure out a wedge situation. No driving with your. Huh? Huh? Okay. Okay. Is this part of that driving ambiance you were going for? No, a little bit. A little bit. It's part of the story, man. There's a guy, a branding guy. You probably know him, but he talks about like making the story. Um, you're like, I hate that guy. <laughs> it's Saturday. I hate that guy. This from Monday morning. I'm gonna love that guy again. Yeah. Um, this isn't going very well for you. Well, I could do it like that, but I would need a partner to be like to put just put one finger there. One finger would be like what I would need on this. And you're like. I can't be bothered with this right now. By the way, I'm six foot six. <laughs> Have I told you about my struggle with yeah, that? <laughs> yeah. I'm a six foot six male. Okay? I can't be doing this. I'm actually not a six foot six male. What I'm are you? Six five. Oh, you're shrinking. Yeah. Uh, or, no, sure. or I never was six six. Or were, are you subject to the the shame and abuse that is the padded height stat on the Saint FX program? It's funny you should mention that. On the Cinefix program, I was listed as 6'3". Oh, nice. And it was an intentional thing Coach K did. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's hilarious. Like, yeah, to, he did Cut him down a few pegs here. Oh, no, I mean, uh, the other teams, um, he always did that with the younger players. He, uh, he would make it very difficult to prep. Oh. So you think he's a 6'3 guy, he's probably more of a, a guard, like... But I was a bit taller do to you, do different things. Do you think in some leagues there's like program auditors that are like that they go through, like in the NBA? Well, not that like everybody knows the stats in the NBA, so that's kind of dumb. But like maybe in the Olympics, I think there's auditors that are like, no, no, you're not publishing that. I know that guy's six six. Yeah, there's um, there's a, a role for I can't. I think it's called uh, sports information. There's a specific title for that. So it is illegal to do that type of thing. <laughs> I don't know. Illegal is probably not the right uh, term. Like, I don't think anyone's going to jail. But you know, like, you know. What are you in for? Yeah. Uh, I murdered a guy. I had the stats of the you? 1984 Olympics <laughs> basketball team. Uh, what about you? I made it seem like guys were taller. <laughs> yeah. Um, was there even an Olympics the murderer in the, 1984? Uh, culprit sounds very similar. Yeah. He caught that. Oh, the mur- yeah. Well, basically, they're, the, they're cut from the same cloth. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, I wish I could go to the uh, PRC. PCR. Let's pretend I don't know what that means. Personal scope road. Oh, of course. But yeah. I can't. I don't have a Mac Pass. I'm a pass. Yeah. And you don't have a loony because you're I have cash. On top of you being a waste of space, you uh, also don't carry any cash anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you begins. How was um? How was your boot camp with your dad? Uh, it was awesome. It was really awesome, um, and uh, it had been on my mind to mm-hmm. do. But you having your dad on the on, on the boot on the podcast was really like ah, I, 
it crystallized. It was like, what am I doing? How, how come he was in the first person I interviewed? Mm. I kind of felt stupid. I kind of felt that way about Father Figure, too, because it's called Father Figure. And, and I, he's your father. My dad was like the ninth guy on. Well, I had an interesting chat with my sister last night and uh, our friend Abby. Mm-hmm. They were over last night. And uh, I was saying, uh, Beth was wondering what time we wanted to get started this morning because we're doing some work at the house. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'll be up with George. Uh, and she was uber skeptical. Oh, oh my god! About the about the podcast, about father figure, and I, and I said, uh, and, and it was clearly a, a gender based uh, yep. roll of the eyes. I'm getting that, you know. Yep, I'm and, getting uh, that. And I said, you've never even listened to the podcast, Abby, and she's like, no. Yeah. She's still like annoyed, and I was like, I said, you know, you could be on the po- on the podcast. Like, yep. and, I, and I said, I, I had actually started the conversation by suggesting, hey, you would actually make a great guest on that podcast, mm-hmm. and she was like. Uh, not less than indifferent. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we got into a, quite, quite a conversation about it, and uh, it was fun to explain to her that and to Abby that you know that yes, there are that we are, yes we are saying that there are traditional things, mm. approaches, uh, roles, uh, you know, examples and whatnot that are that are that we're kind of calling fatherly, mm-hmm. but. Women can do those too. Correct. Just like men can do motherly things. I agree. 100%. And really, motherly things aren't gender based, mm-hmm. and they got really annoyed at that. And, oh, the, the, and, the, and then the, they the, immediately asked for specific proof. Oh, oh, go, so wait, wait. Can I? Can we go back? And I sure. want to drill down on that one a little bit. Okay. So, so you. This is what I'm hearing you say. When you said. We're, we're, we're confirming that there are some things that we would consider fatherly characteristics that men do well, and women could also do those things well. Um, I didn't really say like that men do well. It was more like men could more, do well. More, more traditionally do. That's right. okay. what I was more saying. Sure, but that, but also that women could do. Absolutely. And yeah. this was this was a concept that was not lost on Beth. She was like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, no. Okay. It, it, was, it was lost. Because so she didn't think women could do the same things men well, could do in the, the, in way the ways of fathering. The, the way that the conversation was going, I, I it was an understandable diversion because from her mind, she was her and Abby's perspective. I was still saying there are things that men do and there are things that women do. Right, and uh, I don't and, really take it like that. So though. they they very quickly were like examples. They wanted examples. Oh, okay, so this is what I thought. This is why I got all animated a second because this is what I thought happened. I thought Beth was like. When you were like, um, father figures do A, B, C, right? And women can, and, and father figures can be men and women. Women can do all those things too. And they're like, yep, that makes sense. And then, and then this is what I thought happened. Then you were like, and mother figures do A, B, C, do D, E, F. And they're very good at those things. And also men can do those things. And they were like, hold on, time out. When could a man ever do like D, E, and F? And like, there are some things that, which is true, biologically they can't do, like give birth and stuff. But like, if it was like, Incessantly. Yeah, we can do that really good. I can do it. I can get offended too. <laughs> Getting offended is the best. Mm-hmm. It's the best. I kind of put that up like like, like I was like, that was a uniquely woman thing to do to get, get offended. That's exactly what I was saying, but I was saying it in a sarcastic because <laughs> that's exactly the sort of stereotypical perspective of the hysterical woman or the you know, disengaged male. Um, right, all of these bastardized tropes of who we are as people. Yeah, I don't subscribe to that, man. Well, so anyway, when I did, when I 
sort of delineated a little bit and said like you know uh, there are things that are more brotherly then it got like well examples like what are you talking about yeah and I just said well you know like um, you know a, a, a father figure may be a bit more um, uh, worrisome about some future things mm-hmm. uh, looking out into the future and that didn't land well at all mm-hmm. uh, because it basically saying like the man thinks about the future is you know how it was taken all like very understandable reactions I felt sure and it was kind of like a good, good. I got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And so then I got to that point. I said yes. And they said, "Well, what would be an example of a motherly?" And I said, "Well, you know, um, I think the characteristic of a mother is being very much in the moment, present in the moment, mm. protecting the child." And I said, "You know, a father figure is often, not always. These are absolutes, but a father figure is often um, a little bit removed, mm. not quite as hands-on." And therefore, uh, you know, able to see and think of a bit more long term, maybe, mm. and that they, the two things are good together. Mm. <laughs> but it was like a uh, I thought of one smash their puppy or something. They wanted to oh, be really mad at me. Puppy. They wanted to be super mad. <laughs> Don't puppy smash and then I was me, like, man. No, you're, you're definitely a father figure, Beth. Like, yeah, this isn't even a question. Jeez, your Beth is a friggin' like drill sergeant, man. Yes. Like I'm like, who's more of a father figure than her plush? She can whip all her kids' asses at basketball. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, her kids aren't McPherson's. Um, oh, so you think there's going to be a challenge? I th- do you think Beth Oh, there'll be, be a challenge, and the McPherson's will swiftly walk away from it. Yeah. That's what we do, man. We didn't challenge. No, that wasn't how that happened. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. There's some real animosity in this car, folks. Not really. Just <laughs> uh, pop her in the old... Uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> take this back and don't oh, smash well. on my car I'm right. always worried about the thing coming back down hitting the, the car I've driven through that thing yeah it goes the other way too right yeah it just pops right out yeah they're like ah go ahead you got us um anyway um so yeah uh I thought of one okay um my so me and Katie were talking about our new babysitter who we really really enjoy we love our new babysitter she's awesome she does it I don't think she really does it for the money she doesn't need the money you know what I mean because yeah. she's always like like yesterday we were like Lachlan what did you have because um, we're pretty quick like in and out drop them off then pick them back up right what are the babysitters um, like what, how long uh, what's the babysitter's role in Lachlan's life what do you mean? Like, oh, like, he, he, oh, he goes there three days a week. Okay, yeah, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like during the day. During the day, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, we always just talk to him about what happened at daycare because it's pretty quick. Like drop off and pick up. Yeah. April doesn't have all the time to explain everything all the time, but it, but or I mean she will. She'll door talk the hell out of you, but you're like, you want to go? Right? I do anyway. Katie loves it. Yeah. Just talk to her all. Like, oh yeah, like, they get the whole scoop. Here's well, what they for had me, for, lunch. for me, I'm like, oh, then he did this funny thing with his face. Yeah, and you for know. me, there's a little bit of like, man, it's the end of April's work day. Like, it's five o'clock. It's the end of your work day. Too. It's the end of mine. Like, let's 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 wrap let's wrap this up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I ask a few things, but like, I mostly want to know: Did he do any pushing or hitting? Because he's had been having a bit of an issue with that. Okay. Like, like every like last night, we were walking home. Daycare's two streets over too, which is awesome. Like, oh, that's great. It's a walking thing. So we're walking over. Is this daycare or is this a babysitter? It's a babysitter, a day home. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we're walking home from uh, from April's house. And me and 
Katie are like, uh, so did you do any pushing today? And he goes, no, Daddy. I said, no pushing. And and the other day, in the morning, he promised me. He made a promise that he wouldn't do any pushing yesterday, which was so sweet. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, so I'm you like, like that soft voice and uh, yeah. And he's like, I promise. like, I'm like, because you're gonna do no pushing today, and you're gonna look after all, everyone at daycare because you're the big you're the big boy at daycare, so you have to you know do no pushing. <laughs> and he's like, okay. He's like, no pushing. And then I'm like, okay, you promise? And he's like, I promise, daddy. So then, yeah, so, so sweet. And then, so then I picked him up. And then on the way back, I'm like, so how was daycare, blah, blah. He's like, good. And then I'm like, and you didn't, did you do no pushing? And he's like, no pushing. And then I'm like, oh, good job. I'm like, you know what you get for no pushing? He's like, a popsicle. And I'm like, that's right. We're going home to get a popsicle. Right? So anyway, um, I can't remember why I got off on that tangent. You got him trained. I love it. You're talking about how much you like the new babysitter. Right. So, anyway, so the door talking for me the is day like... Sitter. Yeah, the day sitter. The baby care. Yeah, the baby care. The, 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 the door talking for me when I pick him up is like, how was your day? How was his day? Like, was he in timeout? Did he do any pushing? Did he, did he sleep? And did he eat anything for lunch? Yeah. That's what I care about. If I get all that, <clears throat> I can get all that pretty quick. Pick up the patient's vitals. Yeah. Get a sense and you move on. Yeah. Um, and I just care, like, did he eat enough? You know what I mean? Like, if she, if April goes, yeah, he ate. I'm like, good, let's go. You know what I mean? I'm not like, how much did he eat? Like, what did he eat? You know what I mean? I'll get that from Lachlan. Anyway, so yesterday, I like, and we can tell that she just does it because she loves kids. That's what I think. So that's what we're talking about yesterday. So that this goes all the way back to, like, two things that are motherly, motherly and fatherly, two different things, right? And uh, I'm like, we're talking about how she just does it because she loves it. And we're like, man, we love April. Like, she's she loves Lachlan. You can tell she's not she's not just doing it for the money, right? Because mm-hmm. she doesn't really need the money. She's got a nice house. She takes them to, like, things that are more, like, she takes all the kids to, like, these indoor play places and then gets them all, like, lunch, you know what I mean, and like, that blew her budget that day, for sure, you know what I mean, she yes. lost money that day, yeah. she invested, and then, like, for Christmas time, she gave them, like, all these toys, and, like, she had all, like, pictures, like, done with them, and Santa, and, like, I didn't even know you guys did all this stuff, you know what I mean, yeah, <clears throat> so she invests in the kids, like, and makes them happy, which is great, um, and so we're sitting there talking about it, it's, like, just, it's just great, like, April's, April's awesome, and the money thing keeps coming up. It's like, I don't think she does it for money. It's like, and I go, I, I think she just does it because she really loves kids. That's what I think. Because you see her, like, pulling the kids around. They all have their leashes. <laughs> she pulls them around, like, in the cart. And there's, like, seven kids. And they're all, like, leashed up together. And it's, like, super cute. And she's walking through the neighborhood. And she's having a great time. And uh, I'm like, you couldn't really say that about a man, though. Like... Same, same situation, same exact situation. If it was a man, you wouldn't have this warm, yeah. happy, smiling feeling every morning. You saw that guy walking around with all the kids with their leashes, and like oh, he's, he's always got, having a great time. He's got time. them on their leashes now, yeah. and he's like squatting down, and he's like giving them hugs and stuff. You'd be like, "Something wrong with that guy, man? You should keep an eye on that guy." Like, every, I would do that. I'd be like, "Keep an eye on that guy, man." <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. he doesn't have the same freedom to be nurturing. And, like, just in love with your children, as your daycare woman, female provider does. Yeah, it definitely makes you feel uncomfortable. Like, Millie's daycare, same thing. Like, she had a male guy, like, a male guy. She had a a male working there in her classroom, and I was, like, not feeling it at all. Yeah. Um, Like, at all. 
it's, it's, just, it's wild the role these people play in our lives mm-hmm. and us in theirs and you know like, I, I find that must be one of the hardest things I couldn't imagine you know having a kid for a year in a class and then alright see ya like mm-hmm. uh, it's so hard you see the kid every day see the kid grow learn things I'm sure there are some kids where they're like oh thank god go to the next whatever oh yeah happy to see them go but yeah but I feel like kid like teaching I couldn't I couldn't be a teacher I got all the time in the world for teachers man mm. like oh thank god they do what they do <clears throat> it's it's true um they have a very very difficult job I find it's just like listen to listening to uh Tyler like tell stories who's a principal like they deal with a lot more social issues than I think people really understand. They're on the front lines of so much of that. Yeah. Like what, what's and, happening in the house comes out to the kid at school. Yeah, and our job as a society is to protect, like, to protect children. I feel like uh, one of our big jobs, big societal jobs, is to try to make sure the kids have a safe, happy upbringing. I mean, when you are ra- when you're helping to raise kids, which what you're doing when you're a teacher and you're you're with the kids like five hours a day. Yeah, you're helping to raise them, and you know that they're having a rough time at home, man, or a rough time with bullies, or a rough time with body image. Like you are a friggin', you got to figure that out for them or help them, or at least not add to their to their struggle. Which I feel like in the in the '90s, like when we went through school, it was like. You know that's that that's that's your struggle. Get your homework done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can remember being wildly, deeply, darkly depressed in grade four, and f- for no real reason. Grade four? Yeah, man. It's a it sticks out. It sticks out that whole year. Grade four. I can remember we used to go to we used to go to Cape Breton like for a long weekends drive up there, and I can remember just being like like Friday driving up to Cape Breton. I'd be like. This is awesome. And then as Sunday approached, with the drive home, we'd drive home on Sunday. Yep. And the whole drive home would just be like, it would be like a sinking, like heavy, like pit, like bowling ball in my throat. You know what I mean? Just like, I do not want to do this again. And that was my whole, that's how I remember grade four. Now it was probably like a few Mondays. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. In reality, like if I could go back and actually get a detailed record of how many times I felt that, but that way. It was because pro- you had like a spelling test or something. Probably, yeah. And you, and you knew, I was like, oh. Well, I didn't I do. Didn't, I, I didn't, didn't bring my spelling book. I remember grade three, great student. Grade four was the first year where I thought like, I got this school thing figured out. Like, I don't need to try or do homework, right? Grade four? Grade four was the first year I had that opinion. Uh-huh. And and uh, and how did that pan out for it, you, George? It didn't you? exactly, exactly. <laughs> it didn't do well for me, and I got very depressed because I, with my grades, like I was a like, great student in grade three. I was like, get my work done. You know, what I mean, good at math, mad minute, all that stuff. Um, and uh, mad minute, hilarious. Remember the mad yeah, minute? Yeah. yeah, I was like trying to kill the mad minute in grade three. I was like, I got to be first. Um, so who was your teacher in grade four? Miss Adelaide. <laughs> Miss Adler was was the primary teacher for the longest time. And the first year that I was there, that she didn't teach grade primary, was grade when she taught us in grade four. So you got a grade primary throwback up in grade four. Mm-hmm. Teach didn't know what she was doing. Yeah, and I just remember people being like, like in grade primary, there was like Mister B, and there was Mister Adler. Or sorry, 
Mr. B and Mrs. Adler. And uh, Mr. B, like if you got Mr. B in grade primary, that was your first teacher experience. Yeah. You you turned out to be a great kid. Like <laughs> Mr. B was awesome. He was like somewhere Miss Adler's listening to this. <laughs> well, oh, Miss Adler, you, I remember you could tell the difference in the kids at like recess, like you know what I mean, like oh that. No, must've... no, I don't know what you mean. That must. You're in primary. How are you <laughs> interpreting? No, these I'm not things? talking about primary. I'm talking about like grade ten, like lunchtime. You you could looking like, back. You could see someone bullying someone. Be like, that must have been a Miss Adler kid, man. <laughs> oh, <wow>. From from <laughs> from the school of hard knocks, man. Because Miss Adler was like, complete your ant. Your A is for ants. Cut out. <laughs> she was like militant about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everybody in Miss Adler's class was, uh... anyway, so that was the fear, right? Miss Adler was like, I was afraid of Miss Adler just from being in that school. Oh my God. And then all of a sudden so it's like, guess who's your teacher for grade four? And there's the same type of compare and contrast happening because in grade four there was another new teacher called Miss um, oh, I can't remember her name now because I didn't have her, but she was awesome. I had her as a substitute like one time, and like we I remember it was it was one day it was substitute, and I think that she just planned something special because she had to take both classes, right? It was one of those situations. Like she had sixty kids, so she had to like, I gotta keep sixty kids occupied. Yeah, she's on her A game that morning. Yeah, she was on her A game, and what what it was was a, um, it was a uh, detective, like a like there was a who done it like a murder situation. I don't think it was a murder quite, but it was like you had to take fingerprints and you like you had to dust for fingerprints. There was a whole kit. Oh my goodness! I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. You there was, love that. There was headshots, and then there was like. And you had to put the clues together to figure out who did it. Like, it took us the whole day, 60 kids, we're all working on the same who done it, right? Yes. And she prepared this whole, like, elaborate situation. And I just remember leaving that class. It was a forensics thing. I remember it was called forensics. Anyway. That's a grade four forensics. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then I just remember, like, walking home. We talked about it, like, walking home. All of us, like, that was, a, that was the best day of school ever. <laughs> and I just thought, like, in that class, that's what their days were like. I just thought every day was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they worked during cursive writing in that class. Exactly. But also, Miss Adler used to, used to um, be, like, I was stupid to her, and she'd be stupid to me. And at one time, like, I never paid attention, right? I'd just be sitting there doing my own thing. Yeah. And we were, I still remember this activity we were doing. We were pluralizing, like, words, right? So she had a bunch of words written up on the thing, and she had these rules for how you pluralize words, right? Add ES, just add S, apostrophe S, whatever it is. Hmm. All the different conventions. Yeah, all the different ways you can make something plural. And so the rule was, if it ends in O, just add S. If it ends in a vowel, just add S. That was the rule, right? That's the rule. Cheerios. Yep. Just add, just add the S. No problem. That was the hard rule, and and I wasn't paying attention to this lesson, right? And the word was potato, and I'm just like, kind of doing my own thing, and she's like, and because potato's an exception, right? You add es to potatoes, but even though it ends it up, and it's the sometimes why of yes, but of pluralization. And so she's like, she comes to potato, and she like. 
her finger like immediately goes to me because she knows it's gonna fuck me up, right? Because it's the one exception. But I am so not paying attention that I went up and did ES, and she just—you just saw her face be like, "Actually, he's right." And I'm just like, "Yes, score!" I didn't know. Yeah, you're like, "Yeah, of course I am." Yeah. So anyway, Miss Adeline, Miss Adler, Adelar, yeah, Adelar. Mrs. Adler. Yeah. I don't remember the name of my grade four teacher who was, uh, no, not grade four, grade five. She was fantastic. I can't remember her name. She had like a little podium. Oh, yeah. Instead, like, instead of it, she, she put it, the whole, all her desks were in a, it was like a big circle. Yep. And then her desk just had a little podium so she could stand at it and teach yep. and stuff. You know who the, her name was? Okay, I'm blanking it completely. It was Mrs. Tovey. No, it was not. Oh, it was Mrs. Couture. Yes. Yeah. Both of them did the podium thing. <laughs> Your but, memory is wild. Yeah, well, those were great teachers, man. I never... Yeah, Mrs. Couture was. was one that I never had and I wanted. I had Mrs. Toby. Uh, yeah. They both did the podium thing. Mr. Davidson in grade three. Yeah. I, th- I want to say I had Mrs. Porter in grade four. Um, but it was either grade two or grade four. I can also remember. Do you know who else did the podium thing? Mrs. Brum, do you remember her? You this might. This is a very niche podcast for. Uh... I know. Yeah, it's true. Like, and not only that, but like Cavalier is the smallest yeah. school. <laughs> um, Mrs. Brum, I remember her because she read one of my creative writing things aloud in grade seven. Oh my god, that would have blown your mind. Man, yeah. Not okay. So she picked out of all the creative writing. It was a Halloween story, and she picked three out of the whole class. And she goes, these three people um, have a future, a bright future in writing, right? And she read all three of these stories. They're just short stories, like three pages or something long. Yeah. And they were awesome. They are all awesome. And uh, Your, no, Yours being one of them. My, I was in there, yeah. <laughs> I was in there. I was the last one. Good self-assessment there. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, man, I loved this story. I can still remember it, most of it. But anyway, um, she did purposely didn't tell the author name because she wanted the... the the students to kind of like right. mm, we're kind of like looking around like that, yeah. who would write something like that right that's smart yeah it was it was really cool man so like it's great teacher that what a, what a way to inspire a person for the rest of their life to find creative writing interesting to do something like that and I still remember I'm 35 years old I'm still remember I still remember like us all looking around the room be like who would who's writing this well, like for the, the other 27 kids it was devastating <laughs> it's like I'll never be I guess I'm never gonna do that yeah well, they probably didn't care anyway, though. That's the other part. Like, that's why the writing sucked in the first place. Yeah, true. Slackers. Mm. But I remember the first one was like re- actually legitimately like kind of scary. You know what I mean? And then the next one was like, um, I can't remember what the next one was all about. But when I, when I go back in my mind and try to consider memories from school, yeah. I can remember some teachers and some moments of like things that the teachers did, mm. but the, the the first actual thing I really remember mm-hmm. was um, grade six. Oh man! And we took like um, for whatever reason we had we would go into a different classroom. Okay. We had Mr. McKenzie, mm-hmm. who was a, a, not the greatest guy. I, I also, I I also had Mr. McKenzie. Yeah, I, he and I, I think he just, you know, I don't think he just, I think he just didn't like me. 
anyway, we would go into this other class, and I remember uh, Shane Herb. Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Shane Herb sat across from me. It was like the four tables together in a little pod. Okay. And very early in the year, the teacher was talking about Massachusetts. He looked at me and he said, Mass of two shits. And for the rest of the year, all I had to do was, he, and he would just like lip it to me. And I burst, I would die laughing. Shane was such a funny guy, man. Very much so. I wonder what he's up to now. Oh, man. Oh, I remember God. him being hilarious. So, there was two Georges in my grade. Me and George Ash. And George Ash was like Jouch. You know what I mean? He was like the French version. Oh. So, he spelt his name with E-S. Right? G-E-O-R-G-E-S. And the plural just, version. Yeah, yeah. It's like the French <laughs> version. And mine is just G-E-O-R-G-E. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, Shane, I remember, caught wind of this. Like, George... Yes, and um, I think he thought that was the way I spelt it, or he just like didn't care, care, and he was like, "Hey, Georges," (laughs) and it just started there. You know what I mean? And I'm like, "You know, that's not like me. That's the other George." He'd be like, "Whatever, Georges." (laughs) It just like kept that going, and uh, I bet you if I saw him today in the grocery store, he'd probably be like, "Hey, Georges." (laughs) See, all these people that I remember from what a kid. You got to know them as like little adults, like high school. High school, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know who anybody became, really. Well, yeah. And then, I mean, how, how well do you know them if you knew them in high school, even? like? Well, better than if it was elementary school. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, though. I don't know if that's true. I think you lose yourself a bit in high school. And I think you become closer to... I think if you start aligning yourself with the direction that you were put here to go, that you start becoming more childlike. I feel like this. What are you talking about? I feel like the public school system can can dull your edges, and you you go through it for so long, and you forget which where what type of person you were trying to be, or you were here to be. Did you ever think about that? No. Why? <laughs> because I'm not you. That's the. I. I mean, it's a great thought. Interesting and not common. Uh, I don't think it is anyway. You ever see that? You ever see that meme of like all the kids and they have like the the cloud shaped bubbles and the teacher is going and like cutting and making it right square. No. no. And they're like, like yeah. They, they are sort of putting them in boxes as opposed making to them like dreams. uniform. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I get it. Yeah. It's always good when you're describing a meme. Mm. You know, that's a convenient thing for people listening to. What do you think people who listen to our podcast say when I say something incredibly thought-provoking, stimulating, interesting, and entertaining, yep. and then you just laugh audibly? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they say? All of our listeners. I think they say, he needs to get additional guests. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> Neil doesn't seem to my dad's shit. Right. My dad, my dad's... <laughs> Steel doesn't give a shit. <laughs> My dad's coming on tomorrow. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be a three. It'll well, be a, no, George. Uh, it'll, it'll be a three-band podcast. Oh, who tomorrow. else? Lachlan. Oh, right on. <laughs> now he can actually Three talk. generations yeah. of father figures. Mm. That's cool. So I, I often talk about this, too. By the way, we haven't touched on your talk talk yet. we got to get to it. Because there's some good stuff in there. 
this is what I wanted to talk about. We gotta find another Tim Hortons, I'll tell you that much, because I'm going on about three hours sleep. So. Okay. Um, this is now a Chicken Little, by the way. It is. Okay, so you knew that. So, I guess I can't give you any new information. Okay. We're in Bedford now, folks. We're driving through Bedford. Yeah, and people who are, no, they're like, they're like quasi-familiar with Bedford, like people from, I find a lot of people from like Dartmouth and Halifax, like, they, they well, first of they all, know? they first of all, like, people who like grew up in Dartmouth or Halifax, First of all, Sackville to them is like, what are you talking about? Don't even, that's not, like, never, never. You know what I mean? Like, what, there's zero reason to go to Sackville, ever. Zero. If I want to go to a backwards town, I'll go over to Spryfield, okay? That's what they say. And even for them, it's like, Spryfield is also, like, a pretty hard no. We're pretty hard no, but, like, definitely I'm leaning more towards Spryfield than Sackville. So, never would they ever go to Sackville. Bedford is, like... They've been they've been to Bedford because like they had a soccer tournament at like the field up here like three times when they were a kid. Yeah, that's the amount of times that they would go even as far as Bedford. Yeah, and and, and like and like Timberland Ten Talon is a place that their parents tell them about just to keep them scared. It's basically Yarmouth. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like that where the ferry comes in. Like they don't care. <laughs> they do not care. Um, but <laughs> it's just like all of our all of our listeners from Halifax and Dartmouth, you're getting. You're, you're on notice here about this one. But anyway. But you don't care anyway. I don't care because I'm from Sackville. Well, they don't care is what I'm about to say. Exactly. They're not couple, listening to it's this. It's just a couple guys from Sackville. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like, it does not impact my life. I remember my first year at university, one of my first days at university. Yeah. Uh, we were in the, we were in class, whatever, and we, we come out and we're all kind of milling about talking and getting to know the different folks. Yeah. And um, this girl... We were talking about, well, where are you from? from she goes, oh, from Dartmouth. I was like, oh, Dartmouth. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, just, just kind of playing around, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And But also kind of like, oh, Dartmouth, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's like, where are you from? And I was like, well, you know, I, I, I kind of moved here to Antigonish, uh, but really I'm from Sackville. And she, like, lost it on me. She said, what are you talking? You can't, you're from Sackville. You yeah, can't make man. fun of Dartmouth. And that was the first time I really understood that people see it that way. Yeah, oh, yeah. People hate Sackville. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. Why would you ever okay. go there? And, like, we have fr- we have friends from Halifax and, like, if we invite them over for, like, a barbecue, it's like, they get there and they're like, oh, man. Like, it was like a journey for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, man, you guys got to do this every morning. Do you have any like, water? <laughs> Yeah, my canteen ran dry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, so so all I'm just gonna say is that if you ever uh, meet, which will be rare, which will be a rare occurrence, that you meet someone who's open to the idea that there are other places in the world other than Dartmouth, other than Octoloney Street, right? Mm-hmm. For the for Dartmouth people, it's Octoloney Street, right? That's the that's the that's the pinnacle, right? That's the best place on earth. And for Halifax, it's just the Hydrastone. Yeah, it's the Hydrastone. Right? Oh the Citadel. my god! Well, we went down to the Hydrastone this morning. It yeah, was great. Yeah. So if I you, got a croissant. If you hint at either of those groups of people that there is anything other than the center of their universe, they'll mention, uh, "Oh yeah, we were at the Chicken Burger once." Right. That's it. That's the only thing that they know. That's their reference. Yeah. Oh, the Chicken Burger. Yeah. Chicken burger. Or, Which, or they're like, yeah. We went to Sackville when I was a kid to that Met field yeah. for uh, a track meet. For, yeah. for a track meet, like yeah. a, 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 a BS junior yeah, high was, track meet. Yeah, it was garbage. Yeah. And in Sackville, we're like, nice tracking so much, Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Built-in grandstands on the side. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Yeah, but you got no turf. Excellent sledding in the winter. It's weird that there's no turf there yet, by the way. It's almost like a thumb in your nose. Like, it, absolutely like the, not weird. It's totally par for the course. Like the people, like it's like the people that pull the strings over at the HRM. They're just like they have tons of money in the bank, by the way. They can buy some turf, but they're just like not sackful yet. Like, did you notice every other public field is now turfed in HRM, but they're like sackful? Nah, you guys can wait. <laughs> you guys can wait. <laughs> you could do for some grass stains on your knees. Yeah. Um, no, I don't subscribe to there being a large pot of money that the city could just pull from to. So, well, no, I like, won't perpetuate that lie. They had like $92 million a couple years ago. Maybe they spent it all on COVID. Yeah, COVID has not been pretty. I feel like $92 million is a good little nest egg. When I, was, when, I threw, when I was throwing my hat into the ring, this was 2016... Right. Threw my hat into the ring. I was gonna take down Steve Craig in Sackville District. Oh, 15. that's right. I forgot you did that. And I threw it in. I was like, Steve Craig, you're on notice. <laughs> and he was like, I'm an incumbent. I'm the deputy mayor. Uh, can we just call this a day? <laughs> Do your worst. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, um, No, we can't call it a day. So I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put a solid six hours worth of effort into this. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. Um, I got one guy who said he would uh, vote for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got more than that. But my my ideas were pretty wild. You got more than that. Did I? You got volunteers. Yeah, I had some volunteers. I, Matt, why not sat down with me? He goes, tell me when you get these people and then call me. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to help you with your campaign. Don't worry about it. But... I'm not going to do anything until you get this stuff situated. And it was just like, it, it was so like business and like, yeah. it's hard. Okay. Yeah. Like it was, we exactly. had, he, he like, he came up, he's like, let's go. Like he found out, right. I think it was in the coast or something. So yeah. he called me up and he's like, let's go to Tim Hortons. Uh, just like, let's just talk about it. Right. And it, he basically sat down and be like, he basically, if I could sum up the conversation, was like, you don't want to do this. <laughs> Uh, can I get a medium two cream and a large tea with milk? One medium two cream and one large tea with milk? Yep. Would you like to try one of our new strawberry bloom donuts today? No, thanks. All right, it's 424 at the window. Thank you. Uh, two things. One, uh, that's a good friend. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And he, because he's right. That's yeah. exactly how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, two... I don't like that corporations expect. I don't, yep. I don't like that corporations expect her to ask you that question about the special donut. Oh. <laughs> I that you know that would be so demoralizing or demotivating if I were her. Oh yeah, it's uh. But they have data that shows that it works. Of course. What's that? You don't need to No, that's okay. Yeah. Of course they have data that it works. Because it works. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you guys have a good morning. You too. I actually almost bought one right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I remember when I worked at Irving, we had the Mystery Shopper score. They, like, the most recent Mystery Shopper score would be posted in the in the back room. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like, you could be this. You could aspire to this. Uh, hey, this could be you someday. A hundred percent. It was Nicole. Nicole was our assistant manager. My memory is just like lighting up right now, by the way. Yeah, if you ask me, like, who's the assistant manager? Like, 
at a different time, I would, I don't know. What Irving were you working at? Waverly. We're going to drive by it. Oh, my goodness. I, my, my first job. That's my favorite Waverly. That's my favorite Irving, so. Yeah. Is it? Why? That's also my favorite Waverly. <laughs> yeah, why is it your favorite? Uh, it's just right on the lake there. It's just like, yeah. it's like, it's obscene that there's this gas station in a beautiful spot yeah, at the yeah. end of a lake. That it's is like, one why, thing why that I think here? is unique to Nova Scotia, Halifax, Nova Scotia, is like these ridiculous waterfront properties that we have. Like the best property I find in Nova Scotia, probably in Nova Scotia, is CN Rails property. Do you know uh, what I mean? Down the south end? Like all through, yeah. all along the, the uh, Bedford Highway yeah. waterfront. Yeah. All the so, way to Halifax. They the own truth. it all. Can you imagine if they're just like, okay, guys. Uh, we're getting out of the rail business. Yeah, they, we're just going to get into condos. Like, that shows you how much money they make, by the way. Yeah. It's better for them to keep that, keep rail on it. Well, there's also quite a bit of regulation about what that land can be used it's for. True, it's true. <laughs> it's true. But there, there is talk of um, putting like a um, a back route uh, rail and uh, uh, road corridor between, like you know where the old um, oil refinery was, the yep. Dartmouth side, mm-hmm. and moving the the south end terminal over to that side, and having it punch out the back like out between uh, Shearwater Eastern Passage. That's where the, the trains would go that way towards Truro. Okay, um, and then. All of that land in the south end, that it's container piers and stuff, would all shift to the other side. And think of think of how much acreage you create on the peninsula. Oh man, that would be it would be tons. Unbelievable, yeah. yeah. Well, both of the container piers for uh, for like rail freight, other than cars. So all our rail freight, other than auto, comes through the peninsula. Yeah, it's really stupid. Yeah. Let's it's like that's most, most of the, that's most of the freight that we would yeah. come into as a country comes through right through the like narrowest area. Yeah. Yeah. And the most valuable real estate. Yeah, oh yeah, man. And, like down at Series Corp, like they, they just made more land for themselves. Yeah. Dumping into the harbor. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, if you tuned into the Father Figure podcast, uh, we're sitting here talking about uh, transportation logistics around the uh, yeah. ocean liners. Yeah. It Welcome. Would be, it would be nice to uh, revamp the transportation system. You know what? I wouldn't want to revamp the transportation system because it would take so much effort to make it only marginally better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you want to... You being George want a page one rewrite on the whole thing. The whole well, shebang bang. Well, well, when you say rewrite, it kind of seems like I want to erase what, what's there. I just want to leave what's there, leave it, but have something, another option over here for people to try. That's what I'd like to do. It's a tough one. I know, it's tough, but it could be done. Yeah, it's, I, what I mean is tough. It's almost like you got to remove the legacy system in order to get people to convert to a new, you know what I mean? You can't give people the option. Well, they're always going to choose what they know. Or they'll choose what's better. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> like, we didn't know about cell phones. But we chose it because it was better. Or you had to. That was the other thing. You had to get start getting your email. You couldn't just check your email when you got home to your computer anymore. That was the thing that switched. You had to have it yeah. instant. And since it was a necessity, you had to get a phone. I, I fought the phone until, like, 2000. 14, I think. I'm very much considering not getting a smartphone for the next round. 
I mean, my thing expires. I think that you're you're a growing like group of people. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. All right. So you watched my talk talk. Yeah. Um, I really would love some feedback, man. Like I haven't had, I haven't been able to talk to many people who can give me some actual feedback on okay. it. Okay. So. so I'm glad that we kind of started getting into like the other stuff that's really important to me too, because. Man, I like the way that you communicate. It's really good. I you you know how to like keep my attention. And you kept saying like repeat, repeat, repeat. That's what I'm doing gonna do because I'm a, I'm a communicator and that's what communicators do. Yeah. And you kept bringing it back in like the structure of it was really good. The content pretty shitty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the structure of it, how you like. You did, you did, it was very, like, to me, I don't know if it's just because you're my buddy, but it, like, definitely held my attention the whole time, because I was like, where the hell, like, the beginning, I was like, grinding my teeth, because I was like, where the hell's it going with this fucker, he's got the fear on the red part, what you mean by that, right, <laughs> like, the little conservative in me was like, you better fucking not say anything about the conservatives being fear, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then, the, and then the, and then the, the little, the little progressive, the, the little, uh, yeah. And then the, the hope part, like the little conservative guy, was like, and and you know, like, uh, not they're not, you know, we have hope too. There's hope for us. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then the little liberal, same thing on the other side, is like, they're not saying nothing about the conservatives having any hope for nothing because they don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like you tore me apart, basically. You tore me in four different directions right off the bat. Which I think was a good way to keep me off balance. Because, you know, like, when you're training a dog, <laughs> I have to go into things that I understand really well. And I, I, <laughs> yeah. You know what it I mean? It really helps. And, it, and for me, I have to make an analogy to something I'm connected with, right? Yeah. So, for me, training a dog is something I know how to do really well. And when you want to get them new information to an old, stubborn dog, what you have to do is get them off balance. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? You have to create an opening. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm talking physically. Like, you physically need to make it so that they're shaky on their legs. Oh, okay. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can put them up on a beam. Yeah. So, they're like, okay. Because what they're doing is they're thinking about only putting their foot on the beam, right? Yeah. And they're moving all around. And that's when you can go, okay, come this way, and I'll show you something brand new. You know what I mean? Right. With a piece of food or whatever. They can only, dogs can only do one thing at a time. And so when they have like deep-seated like emotional stability issues around like oh i don't like that guy because he has a hat on you know what i mean <laughs> it's like get on the balance beam tell me about the guy in the hat you know what i mean right. they forget about the guy in the hat when they're on the balance beam because they're like i gotta stand on this beam right now you know what i mean and so what you did at the beginning of the talk is you ripped my brain into four sections <laughs> um you were like it was like good conservative bad conservative good liberal bad liberal and then that was... I didn't make any reference to any political party, though. I know, but yes, you did. Because you know how brands work. You know how McDonald's makes you hungry just by looking at the colors? <laughs> That's not news to you, is it? No. <laughs> no. So you knew exactly what you were doing. Okay. <laughs> and I was so mad at the beginning. And I was also happy. And I was also fearful. If you are actually listening to this podcast, one, what is wrong with you? Mm. Two... Uh, we're talking about a, uh, a talk that I gave as part of what are called Tuck Talks, um, which are done down in, uh, in uh, Pinto County. And you can go to haveallittlefaith.ca to watch uh, my Tuck Talk. And you can also now see uh, Danny Graham's uh, Tuck Talk uh, there as well. Uh, that's what we're talking about. Do you think that there's a place for 
Mother Venus Project in a Tuck Talk? Um, certainly a lot of the philosophies and stuff. And the, yeah, I would say so for sure. Okay, anyway. Um, so that's that was good. Great, great, great way to like enter it. And then the talk of the road was, like, boring. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, so I was, like, I feel like it was intentionally boring. And then I was just, like, okay. But I got to, like, hear it out because you've already put me off balance. So is that, like, a is that a communication, like, strategy of, like, shake it up a little bit and then now I'm going to, like, kind of, it's almost like blowing glass to bring it all the way back. Like, you kind of draw out oh, the yeah. glass so that you can make a shape with it. And maybe that road conversation is you drawn out that long piece of like blown glass, and you're gonna, you're about to make some artwork with it. Yeah, <laughs> I drew that out a bit because what I wanted to, what what you don't know when you know as you've put presentations together, it's what you think the audience, you know, you're trying to meet the audience where you think that they are. Mm -hmm. And my thought on it was, people don't see uh, fear as a good thing. Right. And I, I wanted to find a, an example of like how fear can be a really impressive thing and make things happen. So and that that highway it, it felt it also felt like a, a good way to sort of tell a bit more about my story mm -hmm. um, by using that example and, and and you could draw it out a little bit because it's I, I find it actually still it still is interesting. Having said all of that, if I could go back, I would cut that section by probably thirty percent. I would do, I would do it more efficiently. Because it did drag on too long. No, I don't. I, I don't think it did drag on too oh, long. Oh, that's good. Okay. Because here's the thing. I thought it did, but no, it, it, because it's a necessary part. It's like you got to do that part so that you can then sculpt the rest of it. Is what I feel like. Mm. Maybe it's a, 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 a maybe it's a one of Bob Ross's trees, a happy accident. <laughs> but um, I think it also served that purpose of like, well, where's he going with this? Where's he going with this? You know what I mean? Yeah. You just. As if, like, you should watch this show, uh, the Blown Away, because that's what... There's scenes in the show where you're just like, where's he going with this? And it's very boring. You know what I mean? All he's doing is dragging on. But then he's about to, like, twist it and do something nuts, and you're like, what? <laughs> and that's kind of, like, what that was. So the the part of, um, of you saying, like, fear is good, that was the first, like... So you get me off balance, right? Because you kept re re reiterating that, like, fear is good, hope is good. Fear is good, hope is good. And I'm like, eh, but fear is never good. You know what I mean? That was my instinctual response. Like, yeah. you're wrong about that for sure. You know what I mean? And yeah. then I feel like I'm going to draw out this glass so I can show you an example where fear was good. That's the, okay, good. That was exactly what I was trying to do. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And so then your sculpture on that little piece was a reminder to me that, okay, you're right about that. You surprised me at the end. I'm like, okay, that works. I'm good. Like, oh, when you made the teddy bear out of the glass, I'm like, I didn't know you could make a teddy bear out of that glass. <laughs> when you started and you were just drawing it out, I didn't know it was going to look like a teddy bear at the end, but you made a teddy bear. And so, like, when you started on the boring highway, I'm like, I'm, you're, yeah, you're still wrong about the fear thing, though. You know what I mean? In the back of my head. But then you're like, boom, 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 boom. Here's my points. And then I'm like, fear's okay. <laughs> Next. So, I'm like, uh, so, and then that, that, what it did for me, good talks do this for me. Good audiobooks. It helps me resolve issues. Yeah. My, my job right now with clients, clients send me leads, they say I want a car. I don't care if they buy a car or if they don't buy a car, but I need to resolve their issue. Right. I need to resolve that lead. I need to get it out of my life. Because yep. every time it's in there, blinking at me, That's I'm like, crazy. you're the worst. Yes. Yeah. So um, 
I mean, I do care if they buy it, but it's nice if the resolution is that they bought a car. Yeah. <laughs> that works for me. That feels good, too. Yeah. But a good talk and near tuck talk was like, here's an issue, boom, it's a notification. I didn't ask you permission to give you that piece of information. It's now there, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, here's information you didn't know, you didn't need to know, and it's going to affect you. Boom, there it is. It's in your face. And you're like, damn it, got to deal with this. Right? <laughs> but then if you help me deal with it, I'm very satisfied. I'm like, ah, it's like popping his head. You know what I mean? Oh, so here's the issue. You put it on the table, like, bam, here it is. Fear's good. I'm like, no, it's not deal. Fear is never good. You're wrong. I'm fearful. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, boom, 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 boom. Here's how fear's good. And I'm like, okay, resolved. Check. Next. Right? Yeah, okay. And then you're like, here's the, uh, <laughs> and then you're like, here's all the, here's the media. Right? And I'm like, oh, I don't know for media. Don't, don't do the media thing, Neil. It's like, here's how everything that you watch is wrong. Right? This, I know that's where you're going. Right? <laughs> I can just feel it. I'm like, I watch all those, Neil. Don't tell me they're wrong. Right? Either side. Doesn't yeah. matter, right? Yes. <laughs> like, that was definitely the perspective of some liberals watching your thing, and it was definitely the perspective of some conservatives. Don't, don't, stop it. <laughs> because that's your whole point of your talk. Yes. Is that the stuff that you should be listening to should make you feel that way, should agitate you a little bit, right? Yeah. But I thought, see, I would have closed you off completely if what you started with was here's why what you believe is true is wrong. I'd be like, Pfft. oh yeah. I'd be like, I'll sit through this. I'll sit through this. Good friend, I'll do. Yeah, this. I'll sit through this because it's Neil. But he's not. But I guarantee, at the end of a of a, pre- of a presentation with the with the real or imagined title, here's what you believe. Here's why what you believe is wrong wouldn't have changed anything. It would probably entrench me. I'd be like, now I'm going to get the research. I'm going to post some articles today. <laughs> That's my day now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and and you didn't that didn't happen with yours. With yours it was like, huh. Actually at the end of it, what I ended up feeling, because at the very end of your talk you go, if you feel um, if you you said like if when you're in, in taking content you feel uh, like uncomfortable or agitated, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's probably a good sign. It it probably means you're getting some of the or you're learning something new, or like you're getting stimulated, or you're questioning things. Yeah, you're getting a, a perspective you're, that you're, isn't just reinforcing you, your own. Exactly. That means you're getting one that's not just reinforcing your own. And it's probably a good way to. So I actually, at the end of it, was like, hmm, I get, I do get that a lot when I'm scrolling. I'm like, <laughs> I get like that instant reaction a yeah. lot, and I and I also have an addiction to seeking out having my Apple Cart turned over. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, like I love that feeling of like, oh man, I did not see it that way. Yeah. Oh you know yeah, I, mean? I would never put you in the category of of, uh, of what I was describing. Right. Yeah. No, I, you're uh, very analytical. This so is great. At, so at the end of the talk, I felt like that's pretty good for me. I feel that's great validation on me. I'm doing good. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so, I don't really know. Do you think that other people who are like, ah, oh, damn it, I do feel comfortable all the time when I get my. Or maybe, this is the other thing, because maybe people get stuff, but they get angry, and they think that's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? They're like, well, I'm uncomfortable all the time. I'm on CNN constantly. I'm totally uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I must be getting a good balance information. Do you think that's a, a risk? Uh, it, could, it could be. I mean, that wasn't really my, wasn't really what I was saying. So mm. if that's, you know, that's a, that's a communication flaw in my explanation. 
and but you can't you can't get it right for everyone. So if you happen to interpret that way, well, okay, I guess that's interesting. But I don't know where to go with it. Well, I think what you were saying is, if it feels good, then it's probably like yeah, if, th- if, it's not challenging. If it's you. not causing you to think and see things differently and, and question yourself, yeah, you know, it's probably not the best uh, things to be consuming. Because mm-hmm. yeah, no one, you know, no one is right all the time or wrong all the time. Right. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's wild. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what did you think of the Slinky Bus? Yeah, I know. The Slinky Bus was great. I thought that... Were you surprised? That's no. why I kept asking you for weeks. Have you watched it yet? I wasn't surprised because I thought that you told me you said that, and then we talked about it. I ne- I told you when we talked about it on, the fa- on Father Figure, I, I said, oh, that is a great analogy. I built the whole talk around that two-minute thing. Ah. I remember we were driving down here. Uh, Did you come up with the Slinky Bus? We were... Kind of, I don't know. You can go back and listen to the tape. I, I want the credit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I, it made such an impression on me. We were yeah. chatting. I think we kind of got righted it together. That was good. That was a good analogy. Because yeah. you would think like this is completely wrong if you're on the wrong side of the bus and no one and you didn't know it was a slinky. Yeah. No, so so we don't know it's that a now. good analogy for understanding like it's a slinky, man. Like, don't worry, it's a slinky. But you got to be aware that it's a slinky. That's that, what I mean. And that's the thing is like. So anyone listening right now who's like, what in the world are they talking about? I did a talk called Hope and Fear, the four-letter words of politics. And the premise of the talk was that hope and fear are both good and bad things. Um, And that both rely on some form of shared reality, uh, like agreement on basic facts, in order to be good things. Uh, Like politics, hope and fear have been present in politics for a very long time, and they're perfectly fine. But in a world where a shared reality no longer exists, hope and fear become weapons, like super dangerous weapons, because they reinforce what you want to believe about yourself and those you disagree with. Hope and fear become very dangerous. So in today's world, where we, because of our media landscape and the way we consume information, we no longer have shared, general shared realities. And so hope and fear, you know, the premise of what I was suggesting is that we should be avoiding those two things in politics for the time being. Uh, if any politician is making you feel hope or fear, um, not helpful. That was the, the basis of what I was trying to communicate. Oh, man. I had so much thoughts there. And, oh. Do you know what one thing that stuck up that like popped into my head when I was listening to your talk? It was like how we don't value potential energy nearly to the same level as energy. Like actual energy. Yeah. like if, so. you, if you hold a ball, like, it's it, up, up, right? It's yeah. got a potential energy, right? It's got the same amount of energy as the ball that you dropped from that height is falling through the air, right? Right. It's just that one is kinetic energy. One's actually doing the energy. And the other one is just, it's its just holding it. It's almost, it's about to do it. It yes. could do it. It's potential. Yep. Those things are the same, though. It's, it's the same. It's, it's the same amount of energy. But... It's like, like saying a seed is actually a tree. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's the same thing, but with, but with the seed, we're just like, yeah, it's not really. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you're small holding the ball is. and it's stationary, it's like, yeah, it's not really falling. Yes. You know what I mean? And we don't know if it's ever going to fall, so who cares? And I feel like 
that's that that thing like popped in my mind when you were during your talk is like we do not think about potential we don't evaluate it and and like value it sorry nearly to the same level as things that are actually moving yeah you know what i mean yeah and if we did you could probably get the political system to work for you because you could be like Hey guys, like if you could actually connect that dot for people in their minds, and maybe this is a good job for brand communicators to say, we can build utopia. It's right there. And we have the potential energy, which means we already have it. Mm-hmm. And if people said, if, if people really looked at all the possibilities, like, like a, like a buffet of, of items to choose and put on your plate and the items that only existed in potential were as real, touchable, tasteable, and sensory as the ones that really were there. Like, the lobster was there, and so was, like, you know, I don't know, whatever. You could actually touch them. Yeah. Then we might choose a different way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It just reinforces, you know, if you... If you can't see, touch, and feel it, it's not it really exist. Yeah, it's not a plausible uh, scenario. Yeah. So it limits our thinking. That's for definitely for sure. Mm. So how can you make it something that hasn't existed yet so, well, so I'll give real? You a, in I'll the give you a great example yeah. of how to not do it. Okay. Uh, take a, an iconic tourist destination. Mm-hmm. Let's say a lighthouse, right. and announce to people that you're going to create a viewing platform and show them one uh, mock-up of said platform that has no detail and terrible scale. So you know on like a map when you see like a little thing in the corner, it's like one centimeter equals one kilometer, right? Right, right. And that means it's just the things is to scale. Well, you know, don't do that well either and mock it up. That's what they did with Peggy's Cove uh, and this viewing platform. And everyone lost their minds. <laughs> and, and it doesn't exist. Yeah, they're building it this summer. Okay. Uh, and they said, okay, here's what it, we're doing this. Uh, and uh, the visual that they provided, uh, it looked like someone in grade four did it. It was, it was brutal. Oh. Uh, and it just didn't provide any clarity around. So people thought they, they were covering all the rocks with a viewing platform. <laughs> What 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 do you mean by viewing platform? They're they're taking a piece oh, of like they're the, building like a a special area like a deck. Yes, and it's okay. you know it's fully accessible. It's it's a it's a fantastic. If you know anything, actually know anything about Peggy's Cove and yeah. talk to people in Peggy's Cove, this is fantastic. Okay, <laughs> but if you're just someone on Facebook who wants to be annoyed, right? Uh, you look at it and think they're ruining Peggy's Cove. Oh, I see. <laughs> and so then a week later they came out with like an actual artist rendering of, oh, it's going to look like this. And everyone was like, oh, okay. Okay. And so that's what I'm getting at. Your question is how do you put this in people's minds? Well, you got to tell that story well. You have to tell a story well. It's very easy to not tell it well. And you have to show them what you have in your mind, not not tell them so that they think you have something in their mind, in your mind. Yeah, you got to show them. Yeah, show them. Yeah, a picture picture truly is worth a thousand words. Yeah, or a model or a mock-up or like... That's why architects, like, yeah, they give you the blueprints, but they also make that thing out of, like, plastic, right? And they put it on the table. Yeah, that's what we buy. Here's what your building's going to look like. You're like, okay, that's something. You told me something when I first started my company. Yeah. We fought about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I since told you that I adapted based on what you told me, but... um, I think what you meant there was that you... You admitted you were wrong. You should have listened to me in the beginning. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, I just want to stick to the record. Didn't say that. <laughs> uh, no, but you're. We were talking about 
in, in, in the selling process, you gotta have the, the paperwork there for them to sign. Yeah. And we had this big argument about it because I was, you know, in my field, selling. I don't really sell. Mm. I just, you know, try to help and listen and learn. But it can often take months. Yeah. Um, so I was resistant because I was like, well, what am I going to do? Every time I'm having a chat with someone, I'm going to have a contract potentially ready, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it actually is true that uh, I shouldn't... It's not that it's true. There still is a long period of time where that isn't the case. Right. But when you get close to that point where, you know, you're going to sort of make some choices, mm-hmm. having that physical piece of paper, you were totally right. Yes. It's bang on. It helps. It helps them understand, like, I'm making a choice here. So I guess I have to make it as opposed to let's talk 15 times, right? Yeah, it's good for that to help close, but it's also good for, there's something Les Brown says, where it's, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than it is to have an opportunity and be unprepared. So what you don't want definitely is to sit down in front of a, a multi-billion dollar corporation and he's like, you know what, Neil? Sounds like we're good to go. You got a pen? And you're like, um... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you you gotta find a way to get that guy's signature on something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you should have a well articulated, you know, even a base like, well, iron out the details, but put your name here and give me your deposit, because uh, he's busy. Yeah. <laughs> and as yeah, soon as yeah. he leaves that room, it's he's he wants one of two things: he's delegate, he's signed it off, he's given you the deposit, and he's okay, Frank, go take care of this, you know what I mean? And now I'm gone, right? Yeah. Or he's gone. <laughs> It's yeah. Like, Every minute after that, the likelihood of him walking on the agreement yeah, increases. Exactly. So that's 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 a good thing. Yeah. I mention that just because it's a again, it's the presence of a physical example of the not yet done or not yet seen. Right. Right. That contract makes it real. The the visual makes it the the, the design concept real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the ability to tell a narrative around what could be mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm is the, dip, the single biggest difference between a good uh, a political voice and not. Like, you have to be able to take people along and share with them your vision. So this uh, is what I was thinking. Unless people hate the incumbent. And that's what happens in most instances, is that the incumbent is, un- is voted out. Right, yeah, they don't vote to, for the new yeah, guy, they don't, vote you don't really against. Win. Yeah. Yeah, you lose elections, right? Isn't that yeah, what they say? pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um... Or you, you get awarded the win by default or something like that. Yeah, it's usually not about you. Yeah. Um, so this is what I was thinking about the Tuck Talk. Uh-huh. Is that it's all about divisiveness, right? Divisiveness. Yeah. How do you spell that? How do you say that? I also divisiveness. Mis- I also mispronounced the word analytics. I say analytics. It should be analytics. There you go. <laughs> yeah, get it right. Um, so this is the thing. Because me and you are, we are, we have divisiveness. We have, we have a strong disagreement. We both want the best. This was one thing my dad, by the way, back to father figures. Mm-hmm. My dad instilled this thought in me when I was very young, and because my dad was like, I think I've told this story before, but uh, he was like, he was like, orange sign on the lawn, like uh, back in the day, it was Alexa McDonough, right? All mm-hmm. the, she was the first time with her, by the way. What's that? She was the first I'm with her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? She could yeah. have been the first. I mean, not the first. We had Kim Campbell, but. Alexa McDonald was great. Yeah, Alexa McDonald was great. So his, he was, he, he, his, his uh, blood, like, ran orange. Yes. Right? I remember. And um, Tommy Douglas. Anyway, 
It's like the, the icons in our house, right? Like it's like yeah, you know, why not a smiley. Yeah, like you know, you know, like when you when you go into like behind the iron curtain and there's like posters of Lennon and like yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, ours was like Tommy Douglas, like Alexa McDonald, Jack, Jack Lade. Lade. Just like banners, like there's like burr, 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 and then we're just like we march, you know what I mean? Because we're like we're all socialists. Exactly. Communists. Anyway. <laughs> we're orange, not red. Um uh sorry. Um tangenting. Tangenting. Back. Back. So, for my dad to be open, um, would, for me, thought I thought that to be very, like, not, that could, he's not, he's rigid, I mean, in my mind. Yep. And I loved politics when I was a kid. And um, I can remember we would watch all the, like, political things at our house was, like, Super Bowl, you know, any election, like, uh, provincial or, mm-hmm. or federal. Yeah. Uh, it's like Super Bowl, like, chips pop, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, oh, it's election night. Oh, it's election night, man. Election day, like, I'd be like, yeah. Dad, it's election day. And he'd be like, Yes. Like, mm, you know, let's do this. <laughs> and so, but in like all leading up to like all the debates, right? Yeah. And I remember when I was a kid, we were watching the debate and um, I, I can't remember what, why the question happened now. I'll probably remember it later, but it was like, uh, I was like, dad, can you believe like these guys, like they just don't get it, right? Like these other guys, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyone who's not orange, I just don't get it, right, Dad? Like, come on, Dad, team orange, right? And I remember my dad being like, "You know what? You gotta think about it a little bit." This is a perfect opportunity to do an uh, impression of your dad, by the way. You're just not doing it. Making yeah, it but set. you have an idea of my dad because he's not your dad. That I don't subscribe to. Oh, that. Uh, George, yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing like, you need to remember is that. Uh, just like if I did an impression of Bruce, it would probably resemble very little what you think of. I just your find dad. the way your dad speaks to be awesome. Like he, he, his, you can tell he's a teacher. Yeah. He knows how to draw you in with his pattern, his speech pattern. Like, well, I he, love it. He always used to say, and you did very good in this in your uh, in your talk talk. Tell him what you're gonna tell him. Tell him. Tell him what you told him. That yeah. was my dad's thing. Yeah. And that's a teaching thing, right? Yep, absolutely. But anyway, um, so, he, so what did he say to you at that moment? Oh, so he said you got to look at these, you got to look at this a little bit differently, which is like a shock, you know, get me off balance thing because I'm like, Dad, you're orange, we're team orange. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Dad, don't do this to me. And he's like, this is the way you got to think of it. Everybody up there on the on the, it was a sitting thing. They were doing a sitting debate. I remember. And he's like, they all want the best for Canada. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no, they don't, Dad. Some of them want to just kill puppies and stuff. He's like, no, they all want the best for Canada. Every single one up there wants the best yeah, for Canada. You wouldn't have that without that. Exactly. They just have it's different not, it's ideas. It's not rewarding enough. Yep. And he said they just have different ideas of how to get the best for Canada. Yes. And and then I was just like, oh, okay. So they're not evil? Like, there's no evil? He's like, no. They just have different ideas of how to get the best. But they all want the same good stuff to happen, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, everybody wants... Security, happy, healthy, right? Like, yeah. Hope in, in a normal time. Yeah. I would say that's not the case right now. Hmm. Um, I would say the, the the level of animosity between some political parties is very high at the moment. Um, and and tied. That's why I was trying to talk about what I was trying to talk about in that hmm. you know presentation because it was. I think it has. It's a major contributing factor. Like, we don't see people who disagree with us politically as people who disagree with us politically anymore mm-hmm. they're seen and often talked about as like the enemy vermin yeah and it, it's they need to be exterminated well okay it's not that far what they do but like in, their opinions in some do. circles in the united states right now yes yeah 
that was happening. Like the opinion of an anti-vaxxer needs to be exterminated, right? That is zero value opinion to Uh, some people. You you believe that there's any vaccines that could be harmful? That opinion needs to be completely exterminated to some people. I don't agree. Some people, you don't think that some people think that? That what? That some vaccines are in? No, no, no. That some people think that the opinion opinion that one could have that that you shouldn't vaccinate your kids. Yeah. Right. Oh, a lot of people. Progressives Should be are the worst. That's that's yeah. Like actually, like my <laughs> who I really wanted to hear that talk talk was progressive. I people. agree. Yes. Like you gotta understand, you don't. You're not right all the time. Mm-hmm. And even though you may be right in theory in the long run, being right doesn't solve the problem today. Correct. Being an arrogant little prick because you feel. Um, justified because you know history will look at your perspective and agree that yeah that was more appropriate right you know that does not help the cause no <laughs> it helps make you feel better that's right and that's not the goal here <laughs> right and, it, and it could be going against it could be going against your own ideals too which sucks like you could be driving people away yeah do you know what I mean you when you come on when you like I feel like the most dangerous person is your is your closest like the most the person who can hurt you most is the one that you love right that's what they say yep I feel the same way in like your most dangerous like adversary could be your your closest ally uh, in a way like let's just take sports like you you always see it where like um, two guys come up on the same team like we're a package deal right and then they split up yeah and then it's a battle right every time they meet. Yeah, who's, and who's the alpha? Exactly. And what they should have did is stayed together. They would have got like 12 championships, right? <laughs> yeah. But they just don't. Um, so I feel like like there's one guy, he's a comedian. I was listening to him, and he's funny. He said a few things. Like he had like this turmeric joke. He's like, you know, someone can just like throw something in your brain, and you, you, you then you have to deal with it, right? He's like, yes. someone can just be like, are you taking turmeric? And then he has this whole bit around it, like turmeric, like the spice. He's like, "Yeah, you taking it?" It's like, "No." He's like, "You gotta take it, man." And you're like, "I didn't know I had to take turmeric." You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, that bit drew me in. It was really, really good, and I laughed like a lot. And then, but then he like goes into another bit. He's like, "Like people are so stupid in this country, right?" And it's the vaccination thing. He's like, "People actually think they shouldn't vaccinate their kids." Right? And at that point, not that I'm uh, anti-vaxxer or anything, but at that point, I'm like, I'm shutting down, man. I yeah. can't listen to you only on the basis that you're you're lumping a whole group of people that share an opinion yeah. into one category, and that category you're labeling as valueless. Yes, you know what exactly. I mean. Exactly, that's the principle that has to that supersede all other principles. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you you've lost the right to talk when you write that many and you write a giant portion of people off. Like, you yeah, know, say say what you will about the former president of the United States, but the people who followed him. Rightly or wrongly, they are human beings. <laughs> They're not going away. Man. They were driven by fear yep. in many, like most instances, and then um, you know, driven by fear. And then the terrible side of that, the other side of fear is, is the hope side, and that is, is really it's uh, I'm, the word that I'm searching for is friggin' escaping me. But like, not vindication, but you feel justified, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to take progressive people and shake them and be like, "What? Where do you think some this of, goes?" Some of them. A lot yeah. of them. Yeah. It's a real problem. Like, 
this like uh, not cancel culture. I don't that whole cancel culture thing. That's like saying there's a war on Christmas. Right. Well, no, I don't. I don't agree. Mm-hmm. But um, like I see it on Facebook all the time where people say, "Oh, I, I block them," and I, you know, I you're dead to me. Just unfriend me now. And it's like you're saying what? Why? How is that the right? Yeah. So uh, it's setting a weird like. This is, yeah. This ultimatum. is not helping. Yeah. yeah. It happened with uh, with someone I know that said uh, something positive about the Trump campaign, and then in, in in the post it was like, "No comment if you want, no negative comments, or you'll be deleted." And her father commented, and it's like, he, I feel like it was a it was a it was kind of like a listen, I raised you better than that comment because yeah. he gave the opposite side, yeah. and um, it was and with the not full knowledge that he's not going to be deleted yes, off her exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. And so... Good for him. Yeah, and it was just like a laughing, like, ha-ha, okay, blah, 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 back and forth. It was, it was fine. Yeah. But I feel like it was fine. I mean, she was probably shaken up by it maybe, but it's like, um, these people that are on the other side, man, you need, for some things, you need them. Like, like you need those people who are willing to do certain things that you're not... Is this the one? You can do this one. No, next one. Um, so to uh, to bring it all back to Patch Adams, which is always a good plan. It's, it's everything should be surrounded around Patch Adams, okay? Like everything in your life. But there's a scene where what's the guy's name? He passed away. Uh, Robin Williams. No, Seymour. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, Hoffman. Yeah. Because he's like the dick doctor, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, we're all going to get to that point where we're suffering heart failure. And you all want to be a clown and be happy and joyous and all this stuff. And you know what? When I'm under the knife, I want the dick. You know what I mean? I want the one who's just analytical, who knows science. When when I'm in that when I'm in that situation, I want the dick, right? And he's like, and you will too. And that's how he justifies his position on how he approaches becoming a good physician in his yes. mind, right? Yeah. And the best scene in that whole movie is when Rob Williams goes, you know, sometimes I forget how young that you are that you actually believe that you need to be a dick in order to get things done and you think that that's a new idea yeah so always go back to Patch Adams man just always go back yeah but you know what sometimes you do need to be a dick to get something done sometimes Uh, and sometimes that's okay Mm -hmm. like I think that's the the thing that I I find most unsettling with this new world that we're all living in where it's it's just like everyone is so goddamn certain about everything all the time and everything is black and white Mm -hmm. when nothing Nothing. is black and white and the world is full of nuance and you know I say that as someone who is fully uh, arrogant in terms of my opinion was vocally opinionated Mm -hmm. uh, tried to persuade people and push them to get them to see it the right way like I am the essence of what I'm describing I was the problem oh yes and I, at any moment could slip back into being like that you're the apostle Paul man <laughs> yeah sure uh, you know but like it's 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 everywhere it's, right it's terrible biblical reference yeah I'm walking right past that <laughs> but like I so this post this person posted saying how like you know I'm you know I'm deleting you or you know I'm shutting you off or, or I'm gonna I ripped them apart I left a comment and I ripped them apart it's like I did all that. I've been doing that stuff. Like five years ago, I was writing comments. Mm-hmm. I was writing comments on my father-in-law's posts 
on Facebook, disagreeing with him in front of his entire family yep. in an arrogant, rude way. Mm-hmm. It didn't move him an inch and made me look like an asshole. You're right. And it made me look like my opinion, my perspective was... Um, I go this way? Yep. Like my opinion and my perspective, it totally diminished what I was saying mm-hmm. because I was arrogant and rude about it. And progressives take the cake on it all the time these days. It's true. Um, like it's a, the best thing a progressive voice could be right now is humble, empathetic, understanding, kind, kind. Because if you're a conservative, man, your world's on, you know, on its head right now. Yeah. Uh, further division ain't gonna help. No. But that's not what we're doing. It's almost like for some of them, in Canada especially, with like the long-standing liberal government that we had, a lot, a lot of them are kind of having their day in the sun right now. It seems like. Who's that? The... But a lot of the progressives. Like, oh, this is yeah. our time. You know what I mean? We had yeah. you guys. Now yeah, it's yeah. us. Now you guys listen to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, don't have your day in the sun, man. The, the rain's coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but just before we end, mm-hmm. we're not going to breeze over the Apostle Paul reference because it's a good reference. Okay? Just because something comes from an old book doesn't mean it's not valid. You know about the Apostle Paul, right? He was a he was a soldier, and then he became like the best guy. So there you go. You cannot force me to take part in your biblical reference conversation. Yes, I just did. You're uh, gonna think about it I'm now. I'm not taking the bite. Tumer, I, I promise you, tumor, I will not. Tumor, tumor, <laughs> Uh That's funny. No, uh, there's a ton of good teachings in the Bible. Yeah, that's not one of them, but there are lots of. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even really understand it, honestly. I gotta well, he, it. he did a lot of murdering and bad things, and then he came like close to God. So, like, oh, okay. sometimes when I'm doing stuff like, uh, it's like, you know, like I'm a car salesman, but I'm trying to save the world. Yeah. Like, I'm like the Apostle Paul. I get that. <laughs> you know what I do? What? I go to fatherfigure.pro. That's where you can go to be in the know about how to be a father figure yo. Fatherfigure.pro. Father get yourself a flat brim yeah. hat, get yourself a shirt, get yourself a mug that changes color when the the heat hits it from your tea or your coffee uh fatherfigure.pro five dollars from every purchase goes to the iwk um oh, fatherfigure.pro yeah. fatherfigure.pro there you go i got you your enough i got your dad's uh t-shirt and mug i was supposed to bring today t-shirts and mug in toque did he order those before i did no he won the contest only three people entered wow hilarious yeah well, good for him <laughs> yeah where's mine it's uh, i got the hat the embroidery's not done yet they're notoriously slow and the mug is also notoriously slow. So we're gonna speed that up though. If you order, it'll be faster. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, Gio. All right, see you later, pups. What a great podcast that was. <laughs>